Hello, you all. This is Hoodoo Bayek. If you would like to support me in my endeavors, no matter what part of those endeavors it is, feel free to hit my cash app at dollar sign M-R-M-A-J-O-R-E-T-T-E. Once again, that is dollar sign M-R-M-A-J-O-R-E-T-T-E. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Hello you guys, it is Hudubayek here, it is 10.53pm on a Monday night, it is November 2nd, and I am broadcasting from the one and only Detroit, Michigan. So, I hope you guys are doing okay because I personally am absolutely losing my shit. Um, (laughs) So, hopefully you guys have had a better mental health um, (laughs) stability than I have been having. Um, So, on this week's episode... Let's talk, let's do our, we're going to do our introduction, and on the introduction, you know, I usually talk about um, celestial placements and all of that good stuff, so, you know, let's continue doing that, Um, you know, still getting the hang of everything, so, um, yeah, um, so, we are going to start with the placement of the moon. So, if you are not aware, and even if you are aware, I'm you know, going to say it anyway, that the moon is in Gemini. Now, let's take a second to dissect this. So, we have the moon that represents um, shadow self, that represents shedding light on secrets it represents um our dark parts that you know we don't really show um to the general public and then you have gemini which is a sign that represents duality it represents um steadfastness and, you know, Gemini is an earth sign, stubbornness, and just interconnectivity. But in addition to that, the moon also represents the mind. And it also, you know, represents, um, yeah, well, let's start with that. So with the moon representing the mind and with it being in a sign that is representing duality in all the things that Gemini represents, you know, you guys have probably been 
experiencing some circumstances that have caused you to take a look at your inner self, take a look at the parts of you that you don't, you know, usually broadcast. It's most likely been having you just really shed light on your inner, your inner selves. But because of, you know, Gemini represents the twins and duality, it's also about embracing that. It's it's about, you know, not only figuring out your other side, but embracing it and accepting it as a part of who you are. And I think that, you know, this is a really important lesson for a lot of people in general, because we tend to want to be perfect and we tend to want to, you know, either we we want to be a certain thing. We want to present a certain image to the world. And, you know, everybody has their own reasons for that. In my own case, um, you know, I just, I like to be secretive and I like to, you know, and for me, this is a bad habit, but I have the tendency to strive for perfection and, and not accept certain parts of my character because, you know, it would be shunned upon or whatever the case may be, but you know, this time has really, this period of time has really been, you know, really been a wake-up call for me. Um, In general, I am a stubborn person. I am steadfast. And my moon is in Gemini. So I am a Gemini moon. So baby, when I tell you I am right at home right now, but um, the parts of me that I have been, that have been coming to the surface that I've had to embrace is my sensitive side because I am so stubborn, because I am so steadfast in my opinions, my thoughts, um, I'm always so sure and certain and I am so strong, but this period of time has forced me to take a look and, uh, a deep gaze upon, you know, my inner emotions, it's really, um, had me confront why, you confront my, you know, sensitivity. It's really had me, um, you know, really have to accept being vulnerable. And that is what, you know, this journey for Moon and Gemini has been for me. And for those of you listening, I really do encourage you to think about what this um, Moon and Gemini um, event is teaching you, teaching you all um, and what it is trying to get you to realize. So, you know, um, please take that, think on it, dwell on it. In addition to that, I, I did... I really did want to talk about um, Jupiter being in Capricorn because um, (laughs) because Jupiter, (laughs) 
represents growth. It it represents guidance. It represents um, journeys, um, longevity, and yeah, I really and it's also the planet of luck too. And I really, I really wanted to talk about this because it is in Capricorn, but you know, I don't know. Although I'm a little bit familiar with Jupiter, I am not all that familiar with Capricorn. So I don't want to, you know, spread misinformation or just take a guess on, um, astrological events. But, um, if you didn't know Jupiter was in Capricorn, you know, take that information as you will, you know, or, you know, feel free to research what Capricorn means and, you know, what the effect of Capricorn is. Um, but without further ado, let's move on to the In My Temple segment. So, for me... My temple has been about growing pains. Hint, hint. Jupiter and fucking Capricorn, man. Um, so, so, and also, you know, Moon and Gemini, but whatever. So, these growing pains have been mostly with the fact that I am outgrowing my city. I am outgrowing the place that I live. I am outgrowing this shell that I have been so comfortable in for so fucking long. And I I feel like shit. I've been very suicidal for like three months. And it's this entire thing has just been... A giant transition for me. It's been a very giant transition for me. And. um, I'm just not. I'm. I'm just. I've been so used to my. Mindset. And I've been used to. Doing things the way. That I've been used to doing them. The way I approach things. The way I approach my relationships. The way I approach communication. And this, this this year has been a fucking culture shock for me because I have just been, I got so comfortable doing things the way that I was used to doing them. And, and now, you know, I'm just forced in this position where I can't approach it the way that I would. So, um, that has been very hard for me. Um, because I am so stubborn, because I am so used to familiarity, um, my mind is just different. Even the way I approach love life, the way that I approach education and school, like, mind you, like, a lot of my identity for the, I'm a senior in, well, I'm a fifth year in college, but, um, This is the first semester during the, this is the first fall semester that I have not been in school in the past five years. I've been going to school nonstop. Um, Even, even if I, you know, fail a semester, I have still been in school nonstop for the, since 2016. 
and you know this would be my last year and this is the first year I haven't been in classes because I owe um like nearly five thousand dollars on my tuition so a lot this has been hard for me because a lot of my identity for these past four and a half five years has been based around me being a student and for the first time I'm not a student anymore and you know I'm I'm in good academic academic standing you know 3.0 major GPA 2.6 overall something like that and It's so hard for me and I'm I'm almost scared and, and and stuck because I'm like this is who I've been. Like my identity has been me being a student. Like what do I do? Like and that's been a part of the growing pains. It's like I cannot center I've learned that I cannot center myself around being a fucking student anymore. Like um, that's been tough for me, yo. Like, that's been real fucking tough. Like, I hate school, but I also love the experience of being in college. So, you know, that's been really tough for me as well. Um, yeah. So that's really what's been going on in my own temple. Um, One thing that I did want to say, though, is that things are I saw this really good tweet. And I can't remember if it was from Ihime or maybe if it was Jujube, I, I don't remember. Don't want to, you know, say anybody specific. But it said that, you know, how when you're cleaning um, and you have to pile a bunch of shit together and make one spot dirty and cluttered before you can clean everything else in that room out. That is what's happening in your life right now. Everything may feel cluttered. Everything may feel piled on. But it's because all of these things are getting ready to shift out of your life. You're getting your your spirits and your ancestors are clearing this space for you. And that was really important for me to hear. Because for the longest time I felt like. These this not only this year, but especially these past few months, I felt like it's just been thing after thing, you know, rather it be responsibilities, rather it be a different stressor, rather it be um, whatever. And that really made me think like, damn, so I guess this is all for something. Now, I'm far be it from me to say Oh, you know, you got to struggle before you can, you know, see or achieve greatness. I'm not necessarily in agreement with that. That's not necessarily my philosophy. I don't feel like you should have to be or you need to be put through hell 
And, you know, you need to be smothered in fucking dirt before you can become, you know, something great. You know, sometimes it it just for me, like sometimes it just so happens that that is what happens. And then you are reborn. But. um, But <clears throat> I will say that. the stresses that everyone is feeling right now isn't for no reason. Um, There are lessons behind all of these events that are occurring in our lives right now. And, you know, I don't know if y'all feel it, but there is a dramatic shift happening across the world. Um, Political changes, spiritual changes. I don't know what it was, but something that happened there was just a catalyst and a bunch of shit just started you know it was like a snowball effect but it was the snowball was a ball of fire that you know has just became bigger and bigger and bigger and the result has been catalytic event after catalytic event after catalytic event and baby We are getting ready for the grand fucking finale. I'm scared. I'm tired. I'm depressed, suicidal. And I know for a fact that y'all are probably feeling the same fucking way. But, um... It is for a reason... This clutter is making room for greatness. And I'll leave it at that. And so next we have Through the Sahara. And for this segment of Through the Sahara, let's discuss mental health and magic. Whew, so... One of the things that has occurred to me lately has been how spiritualism in African traditional and African diasporic religions are, you know, for the people who practice them, a very integral part of the life of um, the given individual's life. And even people who do not, you know, practice ATR, ADR can most likely relate to this. But we really need psychiatrists and therapists that are metaphysical practitioners. Because I want to be able to go to my therapist which I don't have one right now, and I really fucking need one, but, you know, money, insurance, whatever. We really need to be able to go to our therapist and say, I want to light a candle and fuck this bitch life up, or I did a spell yesterday for X, Y, W, B, A, M, L. 
and then, you know, not be committed into a fucking hospital because your therapist is like, oh my God, this bitch is crazy. Like, we really need people in the mental health field that can give insight and guidance from a psychiatric standpoint but also a spiritual standpoint as well. Because there are people who... There are people who practice, you know, these different, you know, spiritual spiritualities and metaphysical lives and, I mean, metaphysical ways of life and... We don't have anybody to talk to for the most part. What I like, okay, yeah, you know, you may or may not have a a metaphysical group or you may or may not have a a coven or or a house or whatever, but you know, at the end of the day, these are your magic, you know peers and elders and they're there for support and guidance but that's a lot different from a therapist like you need someone that you can come and vent to and be like and you know something but you know not just someone who can the thing with the therapist would be it wouldn't be just one point of view it would like you know from it wouldn't just be a metaphysical standpoint of of your advice but it will also be from a psychiatric standpoint, you know, well, bitch, this is what I think you need to do. And, you know, like, because our lives are both, our lives are both mental health and spiritual and metaphysical. Like it, you know, like these things are intertwined, but they're also separate. And sometimes we may be interpreting a problem as one thing, but it could pop, but it could be another. Sometimes you might think you have a psychiatric problem, but it's really metaphysical and vice versa. So, you know, if you know, like, yeah, if you are lucky or blessed enough to have an elder that you can go to, you know, that's good. But at the same time, you know, that elder is not a fucking therapist. Like, you know, like, they, or or a psychiatrist, like, you know, they can give you guidance and, you know, and that is what they're there for. But at the same time, it's like, they, that is, you know, just not what they do for the most part. Like, they, (sighs) but yeah, I just, that's something that, that has really been on my mind. And I think that metaphysical ways, and I say that I, I use this term very broadly, but metaphysical ways of life need to be normalized and need to be considered. Like I should be able to go, you know, to a a mental health like you know clinic and you know be like hey you know do you guys have any practitioner like you know metaphysical practitioner psychiatrist here 
And, you know, they should be able to say yes or no. And then, but not look at you fucking crazy. Like, bitch, what the fuck is that? Or, bitch, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, you know, like, that should be a thing. And I want to make that a thing. Or if you're listening to this and you want to go into the social work or a psychiatric field, you know, think about that. Like, really think about that. You know, being someone who can give people points of view from both a psychiatric and spiritual point of view. But I also think that there needs to be, um, with that, you know, and I feel like I have to say this, like there needs to be a a line, though, like, it has to be, like, if you are going to do that or go into that field with the intention of being like a spiritual, you know, person who your client can relate to, there has to be a line that you don't cross. Like it can't be a thing where you are like undermining their own, the client's spiritual beliefs. It can't be a thing where you are, um, you know, pushing your own spiritual beliefs on them. It can't be a thing where you're like, no, 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 this isn't psychiatric. It is, you know, like, it can't be, like, obnoxious, you know. I would hate that if I think I found a spiritual, like, practitioner slash psychiatrist or therapist and they are undercutting me or like, you know, gaslighting me or, you know, cause sometimes shit really is like, bitch, I have a chemical imbalance and I need help. Like I need medicine. So it can't be a situation where, you know, it's like all the time this doctor you know you're supposed to be seeking you know who's supposed to be helping you is like bitch nah this ain't the you know bitch you don't have mental health problems this is all spiritual and you need to align your chakras and like of course like sometimes that is the case but you know like there has to be a balance and there has to be a respect and there has to be guidelines that are followed with that um but I will leave that there and we can move on to our next segment, which is Lost in Translation. So once again, Lost in Translation is the segment where we, you know, talk about messages from the universe and just kind of messages that it seems like the general population has been getting and conclusions that the general population has been coming to. And for the most part, it seems like we all need to take a fucking breath. I think one of the worst things that we have done to ourselves this quarantine and, you know, this year 
has been expecting non-quarantine behavior and expecting non-quarantine activities to, you know, not access the wrong word, accomplishments and achievements to have taken place. If you have re-upped on a car, on a house, on an apartment, um, on a business, um, on a moving venture, that is great. Proud of you. I'm really glad that you have been able to accomplish that. However, this quarantine, this year, we were in quarantine for months. And then, you know, the city started to open back up bit by bit. We have lost jobs. We have lost family members. We have lost loved ones. Um, People have lost houses, you know, apartments. And this year has been filled with so much uncertainty that it is asinine to expect, like, some Jay-Z accomplishment shit this year from yourself and quite frankly from other people as well. The best thing, the biggest fucking accomplishment that you could have made this year is taking care of yourself. Taking care of your mental health and staying as sane as possible. And I don't know if y'all listen to The Read, but I listen to The Read, which is a um, a podcast on the Loudspeakers Network hosted by Crystal and Kid Fury. And Crystal made a statement that she, I think she got it from someone else. I can't think if she got it from her therapist or if she, you know, thought of this herself, but Um, what she said that really stuck with me was the best thing that you could do for yourself this year is cause as little amount, the least amount of harm to yourself as possible. And if you are reducing as much harm to yourself as you possibly can, then that is a very big accomplishment. And you need to be celebrating that. Now, here's the thing. That's not just like about physical health. But that is about mental and emotional health as well. That is about spiritual health as well. Because this year has been filled with so many ups and downs. The best that you can in so much uncertainty in whatever, like the best that you can possibly fucking do. Is stay sane to the best of your fucking abilities. Like. Even right now, like I'm struggling to know where my next meal is coming from. 
struggling to figure out how I'm going to pay the bills that I need to be paid, you know, how I'm going to pay my tuition. Um, you know, I'm gonna keep it a bean. I'm fucking suicidal. And I really want to off myself right now, like dead ass. And the thing is, is that that is so much because there has been so much uncertainty and so much rapid change in my life like I've been keeping sane and keeping myself grounded by playing the sims I've been building like two three fucking houses every day on the sims my nigga every fucking day that is how I've been keeping sane that is how I've been grounding myself I've been doing as much spiritual like work on myself as possible, you know, but I simply feel like shit. But the thing is, that is okay. It's okay to feel like shit. The U.S. elections, the votes will be counted tomorrow. None of us know, you know, not saying that if it goes one way or the other, that the country would be in a better place, but no one knows where the fuck this country is going to go. No one knows where, what the state of the world is going to be, you know, and once again, it's like, I think we were all so so snuggy in, you know, this false sense of familiarity and this false sense of stability that, you know, all of our illusions have been broken and now none of us know what the fuck to do. We are literally, you know, our minds, you know, and I don't want to speak, you know, for everybody, but for the most part, it seems like people... Emotion, people's emotional states have been like chickens running with their heads cut off. Like, everyone, you know, is just erratic and no one knows where their next piece of happiness is going to come from. This This world has been filled with so much grief and turmoil lately. No one knows, you know, when their next piece of joy is going to come into their lives. Like, I wish I knew when I would be happy again. I really do. I really do wish I knew when I would be happy again. I've not felt joy in quite some time. And even, you know... Even, you know, taking my little mini trip to Florida and I felt so much better because I just got out of the city. But, you know, like that's not a luxury that, you know, fuck, man, when I tell you I scraped up that money anyway, but that but even 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 though it was, you know, a tight trip, a financially tight trip. You know, it was still a luxury to be able to travel, to be able to get away, 
to be able to get out of the circumstances I was in for the few days that I was out of them. Like, there was still a luxury and there was still a blessing from the universe. But, you know, people don't know when that next blessing, you know, regardless of how brief or how much longevity there will be to it. No one knows when that is coming for them. No one knows when their next, um, you know, relief is going to be. And I think in the U.S. in particular, it's like this election has everybody on edge because we simply don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like, you see people on Twitter, like, Twitter, (laughs) people are like... Hey, y'all, so y'all ready for the race war that happens tomorrow? Y'all ready for the civil war? And although that is how, like, black Twitter jokes, there's also a certain element of dead-assness to it. Like, (laughs) these white people are not going to be happy if their savior is, you know, put out of office. And at the same time, I think if the Democrats win the election, it's like they're still they're not going to do shit for the people. So there's going to be a civil war anyway, because, you know, the Democrats are going to do the same fucking thing just in a different way. You know, they're just going to stab you in the spine rather than in the fucking throat. So, you know, I just, I hope that, I just hope that everyone has been taking care of themselves as much as you possibly fucking can. I really hope y'all are not beating yourselves up. And I know, you know, it's like, well, bitch, you suicidal, so you must not be taking care of yourself. But bitch, I'm doing the best that I fucking can. Okay? I'm doing the best that I can. I'm working on myself, working on my love life, like figuring shit out about myself. Like, ah, look, I'm doing the best that I can. All right. And I may feel like shit, but that's still the best that that I, that's the best that I can do right now. I haven't killed myself yet. So I'm obviously doing something right. I'm obviously, you know, holding on. Obviously, my grind, my grounding is working, my nigga. So, and you know, like, uh, anyway, whatever. That, anyway, but I just, yeah, I really hope that we can all just be a lot kinder to ourselves and we can all just be a lot just a lot friendlier and a lot more understanding and you know so with that being said we will transition into our final segment of the episode which is um who the gift and basically the gift is you know once again this is parting words, words of wisdom. So I will reiterate, be kind to yourself. Be patient. Breathe. 
Hold on. Ground yourself as much as possible. And if you're having a rough time, don't try to do it all alone. Reach out, even though you feel like you may not be able to, even if you feel like nobody will listen. You know, if nobody knows what you're going through right now, just reach out. Tell somebody, you know, please don't commit suicide. Please don't, you know. Things will get better. And although we may, none of us may know when that win is, it will get better. Do your best to spread as much joy as you can to yourself and others. And I will leave it at that. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And with that being said, Bayek out.